Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. Hey everyone, this is Jim Baker from Doing Ministry Well, and you're listening to Engaging Missions. Welcome to the Engaging Missions show with Brian Ensminger. We are bringing missions home. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, disciple makers, and church planters as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. Like us, they are ordinary people who serve an extraordinary God. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show. In this week's episode, we're going to be continuing our series on involving children in ministry. And this is my first ever four-guest interview, so this is a little bit exciting. We're going to talk about things like living as a family on mission, why our guests started involving their children in ministry, overcoming fear, and also sharing our God stories in 10 to 15 seconds. And as an example, one of their children shared his story in about 11 seconds. I thought it was really powerful, and it was a really interesting framework for how we might be able to do this. I'm also going to share several additional resources to help children hide God's Word in their hearts and also to pour into your leadership. Show notes will be available at engagingmissions.com slash the kings. And with that, we're going to get right into this week's episode. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show. Today, I'm really excited to have four people joining me. I have Brian, Michael, Cody, and Josue King joining me. Now, Brian and his wife, Michael, were living as missionaries in Mexico City for about seven years. Now they're in Oklahoma. Brian's the campus minister and the missions minister with Cedar Ridge Christian Church, and they have three adoptive children. They're doing their very best to live as a family on mission. They're leading by example, and I'm happy to have them here to talk about how they've been able to involve their children in their ministry, how they've been able to not just have them be part of their family and off doing their own thing while the parents are ministering, but literally being part of that ministry. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, we are glad to be here. So... This is a huge privilege for me, and it's no secret now that we're in the middle of trying to record some a series on involving children in ministry, and I'm glad that you were willing to take part of this. One thing as we were kind of doing some of our pre, uh, pre-interview communication was you used the phrase family on mission, and before we get too far into it, would you mind just telling us what, what that means? Yeah, um, you know, I think for us, um, we we continue to discover that as we look to God's Word and, um, you know, what is God's mission? What is His heart? Um, it is to see His creation redeemed to Himself. And um, I think so many times 
um, as, as, uh, you know, people who do ministry full time, um, you know, we can get so caught up in that world that, uh, you know, we're busy doing ministry and we leave, we leave family, uh, behind sometimes. And I know my wife, uh, Michael, you know, her father was a pastor and, um, you know, that was always the balance that, uh, her, uh, you know, her father and mother, you know, were trying to seek and, and, uh, my family as well growing up, my mom and dad were involved in church and, and then you hear the stories, you know, about uh, uh, missionary kids or preacher kids mm-hmm. and how they become bitter or whatever because mom and dad are doing ministry and they're not. And, but I think there's also the the um, there's there's an overcorrection in that as well, you know, where we we don't want to leave them behind, but then we don't involve them as well. And so, you know, we're just we we're learning from others and seeking to involve our kids in in what God is doing in the world. And so, uh, redeeming redeeming His creation. So, and so it's it's a continued growing process. But this is God's mission and trying to involve them in that in that mission. Yeah. That, that's great. And you've really keyed in on something that I hadn't thought a whole lot about in this context. But, you know, I've, I've seen for years that a lot of times it seems like pastors' kids or missionaries' kids kind of get the table scraps in terms of relationship and involvement with their parents. So I really appreciate that, that you've been able to do this. Was that the reason that you started involving your kids in ministry or was there something else? No, I would say no. I mean, um, I think that if there's anything, it's been like, uh, you know, we probably have sometimes have tended to overcorrect a little bit because we didn't want to see that happen. So I guess, yeah, answering the question, but I, I think back, you know, things about like mowing the church lawn with my dad and going on calling, um, you know, uh, my, my dad was a, a deacon in the church and going on call calls with my dad and, you know, praying for the elderly. So in, in a real sense, I mean, that was modeled for me. Um, and so we've kind of done a lot of that naturally, um, uh, specifically just involving them in things in the church and in our ministry as well. So, but I think in the back of our minds, not wanting, you know, not wanting to go overboard. And so I think sometimes we have tended to overcorrect just a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as your kids there, you have three adopted children. Were they with you in your time in Mexico city or is that something that's happened since you got back? Right. Well, our oldest son, Josue, um, he, we actually, um, adopted him in Mexico. And so, um, and we were, when we were doing ministry there, it was, um, we were, uh, you know, working with a ministry that took care of, uh, orphaned and abandoned children, hmm. um, in, in Mexico city. And so, um, he just really, you know, he grew up the, the, in the real sense, the kids there were, were a part of his family. And so we did naturally, um, just a lot of ministry together because it was so relational, you know, and so then our other two um, came along later after we um, came back to Oklahoma. So, yeah. Okay. And as far as your children, have have you sort of in quotes always involved them in ministry or has there been a, a, a change in the last few years about how they're being involved? Right. Yeah. I would say that um, we, we, we always have, um, but there has been a shift. Um, we always have in the sense that, um, you know, things that can be done for, I'll just give you a really uh, simple example. And this still happens to this day on a Sunday morning. Um, my boys will come go with me to church and there are things that need to be done around the church that maybe some other people don't get taken care of. Um, and, uh, or maybe things that, that I take care of, um, you know, simple things like unlocking a, a door or, you know, checking trash and things like that. And, um, so, 
Um, you know, those types of things they've done for a long time. Um, and then there've been some other more things like going to the hospitals and, you know, praying for people and things like that. But really the shift that has taken place is over the last, um, 10 to nine months where we have been exposed to some, uh, to some very simple discipleship tools, reproducible discipleship tools, and really seen, um, the way other families have, um, sought to involve their children in that. And, um, and really, um, so we, we have just followed their lead. And the really cool thing is that uh, it's really inspired a lot of adults to say, Hey, I can do this as well. And so, so there has been a, uh, you know, not a shift in the practice, but a shift in the tool and the tools have been, you know, a shift for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And I remember there was somebody who actually lives in the Nashville area I was talking to a few weeks ago. And he's, for a long time, he was involved in, in churches and his children were involved in sort of the service type ministries where they would, you know, help set up uh, sound systems or things like that. But they weren't always involved in um, proclamation or healing type ministries. And so it's really interesting to hear about the, the kinds of transitions that happen with, with that kind of thing. What kind of, have you seen any, maybe Maybe I shouldn't presume the answer. Have you seen any shifts in your family dynamic as, as you've started involving your kids differently? Yes, um, definitely. So I think, um, I mean, all, all kinds of really good things. Um, you know, one of the tools that we do, and they can probably talk about some about this, is, you know, just a very simple tool about their story. Um, you know, how has Jesus changed their lives? And it's something that we're training, you know, training people, adults in and kids in as well. But, um, you know, how has Jesus changed my life in 15 seconds? And, you know, that's something that we pray through. Um, even in the evenings, I'm sitting here with my son right now, Cody, and, and sometimes after a rough day, just um, we pray through that. And, uh, and you know, he knows his story. And so for him, just, uh, you know, we, we all, I need the gospel every day and, and mm-hmm. Cody needs the gospel every day. And so just to reaffirm what Jesus is doing in our lives, you know, that's one thing. And then just a boldness. Um, again, I'm here, Cody's right here listening uh, right now. And, you know, he'll say things like, dad, when are we going to go and share the gospel again? And the, <laughs> yeah. from an eight year old. And so, you know, those are things that, um, were not happening before, but he feels and my, my other kids feel a confidence in, um, in that as well, that, Hey, we can, and God wants to use us. And so, so yeah, that's been pretty good. And then, and then just the way, you know, that we pray for people, you know, and Hey, is that person far from God? Do they know Jesus? And hmm. it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. So Cody, if I can, I, I think I'd like to put you on the spot for just a second, because what I think I heard go by was your story in 15 seconds. And frankly, I don't know how I would tell my story in 15 seconds. Is that something you're able to share with us? There was a time in my life where I was sad and angry, and Jesus rescued me. Now I have hope and happiness. Do you have a story like this? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, that sums it up, doesn't it? Cody, thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. That's, I mean, truthfully, I mean, it's so simple. And right now I'm, I'm a little bit astounded that I didn't think of that. That's, I, yeah. that, I'm just, I'm, a, <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to know what to say next. And frankly, I don't, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just, yeah. yeah. So to answer your question, Cody, absolutely. I have a story like that. And it's, it's wonderful to hear that as you think about, um, the, the future, Brian, as you think about what you want to see in the lives of your children and in your community, what, what are those kinds of things? Yeah, you know, um, I think that 
uh, my journey as a father uh, continues to develop and, you know, I want so much for them. Um, so I kind of try to think of, Hey, what's the perfect world, you know, and realizing to, I need to give them grace to, to mess up and to make mistakes and stuff and not, I don't want to be this, um, overbearing ministry parent and mm. th- that they have to, you know, perform to my level. And so I really want them to be able to, to grow into this and to be out of their heart. But I mean, my heart and our desire for them is that they would, um, you know, love Jesus deeply and that they would love, um, love, love people deeply as well. And I really, you know, I want them, um, uh, my heart for them is that they, they will be passionate, um, shares of Jesus and help others grow and follow him. And so whether that, I mean, and I'll say this, you know, like I'm, I've been in ministry, you know, quote unquote, um, ministry, professional ministry. That's all I've ever done. Um, I'm 38 and, um, there was, there was a time in my life where I really thought, um, you know, people who were engaged in other activities that there was, it was somehow less. Mm. And my oldest son, you know, he wants to be a vet and I am, I, I am so content in that because I see now how God quite honestly could probably use him more than he uses me being a vet (laughs) Uh, because of the avenues. And so, I mean, that's what, that's what our heart for them is that wherever God takes them, whatever passions they have, that they would use these tools and um, that he would continue to show them that he wants to use them, you know, every day. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be astounding if, Everybody in the marketplace was equipped with these tools and was able to minister where they are. Yeah, that's right. That's what, and I think that's when we look at the New Testament, that's what we see. You know, I was just reading uh, this afternoon, Acts chapter 8 says that uh, there was a persecution that came about because of the, the church, the apostles stayed in Jerusalem and everyone else was scattered and they preached the message everywhere they went. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what God wants to do today. And so that's my prayer. That's our prayer for our kids that they would do that. So as you've transitioned in having your children involved differently in ministry, have you run into any roadblocks or any any fears to overcome anything like that? Um, I think, I don't know about roadblocks, but I think fears, um, and and it goes, I think, I think we can all relate with this. I think somehow we've been um, fed this lie that we have to have, we have to measure up somehow, like Hmm. maybe in our character, um, and, uh, in order for God to use us. And again, I think God, you know, he, he wants to keep changing us, <laughs> but let's just be honest, you know, that's a lifelong process and he's continues to do that, um, in us. But I think we've kind of been led to believe that, believe that, you know, you got to get stuff in order, then God can use you. Um, and you know, of course there's some truth to that, to that, but, um, so, you know, so, for our kids, especially our younger two, they have some struggles. And there are some days where, uh, you know, we, Cody and I could be sharing the gospel with someone and then we're having, you know, some pretty big issues at home that same day. Hmm. Um, and, uh, where he's struggling. And, but, so I think the fear is, or the hang up would be that, Hey, you're not ready for this yet. You know what I would, I thought before, but as we've continued to lean into it, I see how God's transforming him and transforming the other kids through it. And, um, that, uh, in the same way that God said, don't be greedy, you know, be kind, um, those commands that God has given us, he's also commanded, uh, them as well to make disciples and to share the gospel. So I think just getting hung up on that, I think that's something that we could learn, um, 
from, uh, well, frankly, we can learn it from the Bible because we see, you know, elements of people who are just coming to Christ and their lives are still a wreck and God uses them. And, um, and we can definitely learn from, from uh, people like Cody who has some struggles, but he's, God is using him in a mighty way. So, you know, I'd, I'd like it if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit more about that, because it's definitely a challenge, I think, to, yeah. to try and walk in obedience right now, knowing that we're not yet where God wants us to be in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's totally right. Um, I, I, I really just think that, um, again, that we have, I, and I don't know, I, because my, my question kind of is, where is that? Like, where do I have to be character wise until God can use me? Mm. And, um, you know, just the, the really good example that we've been using over and over with our people in our church is, uh, John chapter four, um, Jesus meets the Samaritan or the, the Samaritan woman at the well. He tells her everything that she's ever done and it's not pretty. And she realizes that this person is, is, is the Christ. And so what does she do? Jesus doesn't even tell her to go, but she goes and she tells her whole village, Hey, could this be the Christ? He told me everything I ever did. Hmm. And we see a whole village that comes to Jesus and they play, you know, at the end of the chapter, we see that they place their, many place their faith in Jesus because of this woman's testimony and then also because of Jesus' teaching. So we see a prime example there in scripture of someone who, quite honestly, I mean, we, in many churches, she wouldn't be welcome. Um, but, um, Jesus uses her. And so I know that there's that, uh, I mean, I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with people right now out in the community who their lives are a wreck. But instead of waiting for them to get stuff in order, we're encouraging them now to go share what Jesus is doing in their life. And so um, we, we have that same, that same um, struggle at home, um, and God, but God's transforming all of us. And um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that we can learn a lot from that, and we need to hear that because I think that there's a subculture that tells us that that's not, it's not okay. You've got you to gotta get things figured out, and then God can use you. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that's good stuff. With that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit and focus a little bit more on exactly how you're involving the kids in ministry. Hey, this is Jim from Doing Ministry Well. If you're enjoying the Engaging Missions podcast like I do, we'd be honored if you check out our show too at doingministrywell.com. This is where you would normally hear the foundational missions leadership moment, but this week I wanted to take a minute to talk about some additional resources and give you a quick teaser. A couple of them are specifically tuned toward your children and involving, well, actually about teaching them the scriptures. And so I wanted to talk just a little bit about Jumpstart 3. Uh, that's by Jeff McCullough, and he's put together some recordings, some music, along with hand motions and even devotionals to help teach the scriptures to your children. I mentioned this last week on the show, but this week I wanted to give you a, a quick teaser of what this might sound like. So with that, we'll go ahead and give you just a, a quick teaser of James one twenty two.
That was James122 from Jumpstart3. You can find more information about that at jumpstart3.com. And then also, one other thing that I wanted to mention, this is by my friends Mike and Nacelle Preby. It's Memory Peel. It's scriptures that are on static cling. They're little, um, I think, four inch by four inch squares that you can stick on your mirror or on a window or really any flat surface that you can use to teach yourself and remind yourself of the scriptures. But they also have a special series just for children. And so I'd like to also offer you a link up to that. You'll find the links to that in the show notes at engagingmissions.com. I'd recommend that you check them out. And then finally, because this is where we would normally have the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment, I just wanted to give you a quick teaser of what's up this week on the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. You can subscribe to that podcast at engagingmissions.com slash leadership moment. So here's that quick teaser from this week. We have to realize that there's nothing that we're going to do that is going to be done alone if it's to be something significant. And jealousy is something that we need to stand against and overcome. The example that comes to mind here when I'm thinking of jealousy is uh, the relationship between Saul and David. Now, this is the ultra-classic, the quintessential example of the struggle. Uh, But there are versions of this same struggle that are playing out all around you and me all the time. So there you go. Three resources that I think might be valuable, two around scriptures, that's Jumpstart 3 and Memory Peel, and then also the Foundational Leadership Moment podcast. I'd recommend that you check all of those out at the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash the kings. With that, we're going to get right back into this week's episode. We are back. We've got the Kings on the line, and we've been talking about some of the things that God's been doing in terms of their family and ministry. Now I want to focus a little bit more specifically on how exactly their family all together is being involved in ministry. And the thing I wanted to kick this off with was Cody, because there's a method of sharing the gospel, and I know we've talked about this a couple times on the show, but it's called the three circles method, and Cody's eight. He can do it. And I'd like, Cody, if you will, just take us through the three circles. In the beginning... There was God's perfect design, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we turned our backs on God and sinned. And then in the world there was brokenness. And every time you, and that's when you like turn from God and do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And you try to get out of brokenness by, let's see. Drugs, um, stealing, drinking alcohol, throwing fits, and and then God, God sent down His one and only Son to die on the cross for our sins, and and if you turn and believe, believe. You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. He will restore you back to God's design and you will go back into brokenness to share the good news. Cody, thanks for sharing that. Now, I, I know that you're also involved in doing some of the follow-up in Bible studies and things like that. What kinds of things have you seen God doing in, in those Bible studies? Um, changing their lives. 
That's that's good. And how how do you get to be involved in that? Do you lead some of the discussions, or what what is it that you're doing? Well, I kind of read verses. Mm. Um, I'm kind of usually the head. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome, right there. So you you share the circles a lot. You, yeah. you show them how to do that, right? One night, Cody and I were doing. Remember when Cody when Joey was baptized? Do you want to tell him about that? Yeah, so we just went to our our friend's house, and we just did a Bible study with them, and then a Bible study? That was about the Ethiopian. Yeah, the e- Ethiopian be, being baptized. So right after that, he wanted, and after we shared the circles, he wanted to be baptized. Mm. So we just went to the church. And filled up some water. It was cold, but he <laughs> went in and we baptized him. That's great. And Cody, you shared that you you also do some of the Bible reading. Do you have a favorite verse? Yes. What what is it? Is Daniel in a lion's den? A verse? Just tell tell him what it is. Is Daniel in a lion's den a verse? Well, it's a story. It's yeah. a story. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Very cool. Well, Cody, thanks for sharing that with us. And if it's okay, I'd, I'd like to go ahead and get uh, get Josue on the line as well. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, so while we're waiting on with Cody, I guess maybe I'll turn my attention back to Brian. So as you're getting your kids involved, how did you get started with this? How did you start involving them in this way? Wow. Um, I think uh, two things uh, from the beginning. Um you know, our good friend, Troy Cooper, and um, mm. um, one of our uh, buddies in Oklahoma City, Dave Miller, just seeing them use their kids, um, involving them from the beginning in it um, has been, um, you know, it's just been real natural for that. And then part of it has been, part of that has been um, out of necessity, <laughs> to be honest with you, mm. to kind of, uh, especially with Cody, he just goes with me and uh, in the evenings uh, when we go do that. And so, um, you know, just trying to take some pressure off mom. And so, we, but we just, just, just go do it together instead of him sitting in the corner with, you know, a coloring book. Hey, let's try to involve him in it. So, yeah, that's great. That's almost, I mean, it's like a kind of like an apprenticeship, right? You, you involve yeah. them. You don't just have them sit there. That's great. Right. So do we have Josue with us? Yeah, Josue's here. Awesome. Well, Josue, it's great to meet you and have you on the line. You too. So I've heard that you've been involved in some trainings um, over the last few months, I think starting around in January, and I was hoping maybe you could share with us a little bit about what you do when you're helping train people. Teach other, teach others with the um, Oikos map, yeah. and I per walk a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I would assume that when you're going out on these prayer walks, you're going out with a group of people. Is that right? Yes. So I would imagine also, at least if I was in in that group, that if this was the first time I was going out, that I'd probably be a little bit nervous. Have you seen people overcome some of that nervousness? Yeah, a lot. And and when that happens, what is God what is God doing in their lives? What what have you seen God do? Involve them more. Yeah. Really cool. And have you seen any of them kind of step out and talk to somebody that before they would have been afraid to talk to? Yes. Cool. And do you have any stories that you'd like to share with us about what God's done in your life and in the lives of people that you've been ministering to? You tell the story in Grenada. Which one? About prayer walking. 
Um, well, we went on this prayer walk in Grenada, and we talked to this guy, and he was on this corner, and we sat, we talked to him for like half an hour, and then he gave his life to Jesus. Wow. Really cool. And did you use, I guess I don't want to focus on the technique. I was going to ask about the three circles, but when, when, when he did that, was there a change in his life? What, what, what change did you see? Happiness. Very cool. Well, Josue, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, with that, I think we'll go ahead and take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to focus a little bit more on uh, other ways to be involved. So that gets us to the break. Josue, thanks for sharing that. That's that's great. I appreciate you hopping on the call for a couple minutes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so as we as we shift our focus the last time, I'm thinking about focusing a little bit on involving the, the whole family and on ways that other people can be involved. I was hoping maybe at this point Michael might be able to speak a little bit about her involvement. Is that does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, let me get her real fast. Okay. Here she is. We're cool. back. Cool, Michael. Is, is this your first uh, four-person podcast? Uh, yes, it would be. <laughs> Mine too, so this is great. <laughs> so um, as we get into the last section, we were thinking about focusing on uh, resources and ways that people can get started, but I also wanted to hear a little bit from you about your involvement and how you're able to support and support the family and then some of the things that you've been doing. I heard that you've been uh, talking to car hops and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, honestly, I guess I've just been trying to find everyday little things I can do uh, with my kids, and they love to go to happy hour at Sonic, so <laughs> nice. we've just been asking the car car hops if we can pray for them, and it's been pretty crazy that they, they haven't only wanted prayer, that they've had something specific that we could pray for for them, so... Wow. That... We, we keep a little notebook now, and the kids uh, will, will write down the person that we pray for, and we try to continue to pray for them. And um, we're hoping for more conversations as we keep going back, because I think that it's it's just a, a need and a natural way for us to start conversations here in our hometown. Yeah. So I definitely don't want to compromise anybody's privacy about asking uh, like things that you're praying for, but I am wondering, have you seen any prayers answered? Um, that's a great question. I, I, I can't say that, that we have yet. Um, we've really, our, our prayers have just been that we'll, for whatever they're asking for, both of the, the people late recently that we prayed for, they had a, like a loss of a grandparent. And so we just prayed that, um, that God would fill that void. And then the, the rest of that prayer was that he, that they will find a hope that can only be found in him, um, in their loss. So I'm, I would love to go back and see how God has answered that prayer if we get to have further conversations. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've heard quite a bit from Brian's perspective about some of the changes in your family dynamic, but obviously you might have a different perspective. What kinds of things have you seen God doing in your family as you've begun to step into this? Well, I definitely see our youngest kiddos uh, really outgoing and wanting to share their story. And I would say it's kind of been a, it's still a, a process of us trying to find the balance as a couple, what works best for each of us. And um, we definitely have our own, I guess, comfort zones trying to figure that out. And um, so for me, I'm just trying to get, get outside of my comfort zone when I can. Um, I haven't been doing like a lot of the prayer walking, but we, I, 
we, I guess we just do it, do things with our kids when we can, even like when we're at, when, recently I even prayed for a homeless guy at a stoplight. Mm. Um, I didn't have any money, but I just rolled down my window. So we were praying for you as we were parked here. And, and I pray in my prayers that my kids will know how to pray for others and that I think that he'll probably use them more than he's used us for sure in the future. Wow, that's good. So now the next question I think could go to either one of you. So I'm not sure who to tee it up for, but I'm I'm thinking there are some people out there that are going, man, I would love to involve my kids or perhaps my grandkids in ministry. I'd like to involve them in this kind of thing. If there's somebody out there, what's what's a, a first step that you'd recommend for them? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess just prayer. I mean, prayer is pretty easy. You don't, you don't, I mean, you can easily see things to pray for all the time. Um, and you really don't have to, to even leave your home to do that. Hmm. Yeah. What would you say? I, I would say um, prayer be the simplest thing. And I have yet um, to really, if I really have a conversation with someone, I mean, sometimes people are not feeling well or something like that. But as a general rule, people do not turn turn down prayer. And so um, people want to be prayed for and they need the encouragement. So, I mean, just going next door, going down your neighborhood street. And I mean, if you want to knock on doors, do it. Um, If you see people outside, I mean, that's a really natural way to do it. Um, But just, you know, hey, we're out praying. And uh, is there a way we could pray for you and your family? You know, it's just very simple, very easy. Um, And so it'd be an easy thing for anybody to go do, you know, tomorrow night. Just do it. So I suspect that there's also occasionally maybe some spiritual inertia. If somebody hasn't been praying a lot for people that they might have to overcome because they certainly don't want to push their kids into something that they're not doing themselves. Do you have any hints or any tips for people that are, well, frankly, maybe bound up by fear a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's a good, um, a good question. You know, I think, I think one thing, uh, if you're, uh, one, one thing that just came to my head was to, to read the book of Acts, hmm. um, and see what God did there and just to kind of be reminded of what God wants to do through us. Um, another thing that has been super helpful for me because I really started this journey, a personal journey, um, a hand, uh, probably three or four years ago where I started listening to some podcasts about people going out and praying and sharing the gospel, you know, and I was just kind of waiting for those opportunities, but these people were creating opportunities hmm. and, um, it was really hard to do by myself. Um, and so, um, as other people have joined in, um, that's sure provided a lot of encouragement for me. So if you can possibly find other people who are interested in taking some risk and doing it and going out there and felling together, um, cause you are going to fail a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. You're going to mess up a whole lot, but if you can do it together, um, with someone else, um, it sure helps. And so that would be, a, um, you know, an encouragement, I think. So you, you yeah. mentioned that you'd been listening to some podcasts a couple of years ago that kind of, right shared a little bit. Would you mind sharing with us maybe something, another podcast or something that people can listen to, to, to gain encouragement and insight? Right. Um, you know, um, there's, uh, there's one thing that I would, uh, suggest for everyone is to Google, um, three circles and Malachi. Um, just, just go right into Google, but in three circles and Malachi, it's Troy Cooper's son sharing the three circles and 
if you thought, I can't share the gospel, here's this 10-year-old, I'm not sure how old he is, he's 12 now, and I'm not sure, or 11, I'm not sure how old he was at the time, but um, it, it was an encouragement um, to, uh, to. it's been an encouragement to us, you know, just say, hey, I can do this, and it's very simple, and hopefully you heard when, when Cody shared, it doesn't have to be perfect, and it can be different, you know, just the, the, the bones of it are that Jesus came and he died for our, our sin and for our brokenness and wants to restore us. Um, you know, that's, that's a very simple thing. Another uh, website to go to is noplaceleft.net. Um, there's some great resources there on sharing the gospel. Um, if you want to go, I, I was in like some some he, uh, some deeper waters uh, uh, podcast called movements.net um, that was talking about uh, you know people going out and, and starting groups and such in in North Carolina hmm. um, and seeing people come to Christ. But for very simple things, um, you know, three circles, great great start for for folks. Yeah. Oh, that, that's good stuff. And we'll definitely make sure that all that's linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash the kings. Now, um, is there a way, as we kind of tie a bow on this, is there a way for people to connect with you if they want to learn more? Sure. Yeah. My, uh, my email is Brian M. King, B-R-Y-A-N-M, as in Mike, um, King at gmail.com, Brian M. King at gmail.com. Okay, so we'll make sure that that's also in the show notes. And I guess before we go, do you have maybe one last piece of advice for people, a parting piece of guidance? Yeah, I think um, just take some risks. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, God's going to, as you step out in obedience and try, he, the Holy Spirit's going to come alongside you and help you. And, um, and really he's going to do the work, but, but we do have to take the step of obedience and we have to take some risks. So I just encourage families just to start and, uh, don't worry about getting it right. Cause you're never, <laughs> you're never going to get it right. Um, but God, he comes alongside us and he, he fills in the gaps and he does the work. And so just go for it. Wow. That's good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the engaging mission show. Caleb was old enough to really understand a little bit more of what we were talking about, but most of them were just young, so they would just come along with us and play with the other kids. I would go out to go meet women in parks, and so the kids would come and just play with them while I talked with the moms. Or if I went into someone's home to read with them, um, to read the word with them, the kids would play together. They've also, as they've gotten a little bit older, gotten a little bit more involved with studying and things like that, or with going with us to train. If we do a training, um, often the kids will go with us or one or two kids at a time, maybe is a little more manageable. (laughs) They'll come with us and they'll a lot of times be kind of um, involved with us in the training. They don't do a lot of the training themselves yet, but they're getting close to that actually. (laughs) Yeah. They'll, they'll come with us and they get to watch and, and afterwards Caleb will come up and, you know, repeat back the gospel presentation or something like that. So they're soaking it up while they're with us, which for young kids, that seems to work pretty well. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. I'd like to say one more huge thank you to the Kings for making their time available to do this. I really appreciate it. I thought that what they shared was 
was really powerful. And it's also great to hear their kids on the interview to share their hearts. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash the kings. That's where you'll find links to any of the things that we talked about, including the additional resources I mentioned in one of those uh, shorter segments. If you found this valuable, I'd love to hear from you. You could leave a comment in the show notes or perhaps shoot an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. And if you know someone who might benefit from this, I'd ask that you please tell them about it. My heart isn't so much to get a whole bunch of people and you know to hear my voice or anything like that, but if this is a valuable resource, I want people's lives to be impacted by that. So I, I would ask that you do that. Then come back next week. We're going to hear from Tim, Lydia, and Caleb. Those are pen names because they're serving in South Asia, and this will be continuing our series on involving children in ministry. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Mission Show. You can find more great content like this, along with show notes, by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. Audio editing was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studio. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.